Describe personal safety practices. Section 1. Describe safety gear and work clothing. The most important concept to remember is that you are responsible for your own safety and the safety of others. Personal protective equipment, or PPE, is the last line of defense against personal injury. Using it properly and taking care of it are the first steps towards protecting yourself on the job. The best protective equipment is of no use to you unless you do the following four things. Number one, regularly inspect it. Number two, properly care for it. Number three, use it properly and receive training when it is needed. Number four, never alter or modify it in any way. The general areas that require your attention include personal apparel and personal protection. WorkSafe BC Regulations WorkSafe BC regulations state that a worker is responsible for providing clothing needed for protection against the natural elements, general purpose work gloves, appropriate footwear including safety footwear, and safety headgear. WorkSafe BC regulations state that the employer is responsible for providing, at no cost to the worker, all other items of personal protective equipment required by the regulations. WorkSafe BC PPE Information Sheets WorkSafe BC Personal Protective Equipment, or PPE, information sheets can be used to inform employers, supervisors, and workers about PPE in general. These sheets are ideal for worker orientation and crew talks and for posting on bulletin boards. The sheets explain the PPE required by the regulations for specific industries and hazards, as well as describing when and how different types of PPE must be worn. Personal apparel. Workers are required to supply the appropriate safety footwear and suitable clothing before being permitted to work in a shop or on a worksite. There are a number of important safety considerations to be aware of for clothing, hair, and jewelry that are common to all job sites. Clothing. Workers must wear close-fitting clothing, that is, not ragged or frayed, if they are working near moving machinery. Scarves, ties, shirts, pants, cuffs, and gloves may become workplace hazards. For example, if your shirt cuff is loose, you risk getting it caught in a machine and injuring or breaking your arm if it is pulled around the shaft. Oily, greasy, and or synthetic clothes, example, rayon, nylon, or polyester, are of concern when working near sparks or open flames. As well as being fire hazards, oily or greasy clothes may cause skin irritation. Workers must use clothing to protect the body from as much dirt and as many chips and sparks as possible. Short pants, short sleeve shirts, and sandals are not considered adequate on most job sites. Pant legs should not be tucked inside boots when working with or near a torch, grinder, or chipper. Hot pieces of metal may fall inside a boot and cause a bad burn before the boot can be removed. Workers may also require flame-resistant clothing if they are working where they may be exposed to flash fires or similar hot work hazards. High-Visibility Apparel Wear high-visibility clothing in a color that contrasts with the environment so you can be seen at a distance. Make sure your high-visibility clothing is not covered by other garments. You must wear it when working around any moving vehicles, equipment, or lines, working alone or in isolation, harvesting trees at night, 
performing traffic control in work areas where there is vehicle traffic moving through a work zone or for falling operations, or directing helicopter movements. Loose-fitting, high-visibility outer clothing must be tear-away if worn for work where it could be caught on moving equipment or on objects such as branches or limbs. Hair and beards. Workers with long hair should wear a cap or a hairnet. In addition, beards should be trimmed. Both hair and beards can get caught in machinery or catch fire from sparks or an open flame. Beards may also prevent respirators from fitting properly, which could result in the inhalation of hazardous materials. Jewelry. Workers must not wear rings, metal watch bands, bracelets, neck chains, or necklaces on a job site. Wearing these items can cause a bad burn if a metal object, for example, a watch band, touches a hot battery terminal or some other grounding object, a shock if workers on electrical equipment that has electrical power applied, loss of a finger if a ring gets caught in a piece of machinery. Special clothing and gear for various weather conditions. Since many trades have to work in poor weather, workers must have adequate rain gear and warm clothing. Keeping dry is very important for staying warm. When you're wet, you lose body heat faster. Some raincoats are designed with vents, which help draw off perspiration. The raincoat should be large enough to allow arms to move freely. The collar should have a cloth cover to protect the neck from the coat's cold, wet material. Rain pants keep the lower body dry. If you wear only a raincoat, water dripping off the coat will make your legs wet and uncomfortable. It's also important to keep your feet dry so they stay warm. Rubber boots with steel toe protectors and steel sole plates are available. To work safely in cold weather, it is important to wear properly insulated headgear, footwear, and gloves. Wear layered clothing, as layers allow warm air to stay trapped, but do not trap perspiration next to the skin. The first layer of clothing should be a wicking fabric like polypropylene or knitted silk which will allow the skin to breathe by allowing sweat to escape. The second layer of insulating clothing should be a fabric that absorbs perspiration but does not allow heat to escape. Wool is ideal because it keeps you warm even when wet. The final layer must be able to keep out water and wind. Personal protection. On the job site, workers need to wear special personal protective equipment. The equipment you wear will depend on the specific hazards you may expect to encounter. You may be supplied with all or some of the following equipment. Goggles, face shield, gloves, safety lock, hard hat, welder's apron, coveralls, respirator, hearing protection, high visibility vest, and Barney harness. Protective equipment can be divided into the following categories. Head protection, eye protection, hearing protection, respiratory protection, hand and skin protection, foot protection, and fall protection. Selecting PPE. All PPE clothing and equipment should feature a safe design and construction and should be well maintained. Workers should consider the fit and comfort of PPE when selecting appropriate items for their workplace. Most protective devices are available in multiple sizes, and care should be taken to select the proper size. If several different types of PPE are worn together, make sure they are all compatible. 
PPE that, that does not fit properly can make the difference between being safely covered or dangerously exposed. It may not provide the level of protection desired and may discourage use. Head protection. Hard hats protect workers where there is a hazard of hand injury from falling, flying, or thrown objects or other harmful contacts. The headband, made of webbing inside the hat, also known as a hard hat suspension system, provides a space between the shell and your head, which lessens the impact of anything falling on your head. The headband is adjustable. Most job sites require that hard hats be worn at all times while on the site. The shells of most hard hats are now almost always made from high-impact plastic, but a few are still made from metal alloys. Do not wear a metal alloy hard hat when working on electrical equipment. Hard hat types. The proper type or class of hard hat required will vary for specific areas or for specific jobs. Different hard hats protect against different types of hazards such as banging your head on a sharp or hard object, being hit by a falling object, receiving a shock when working near electrical apparatus. Hard hats must have either CSA or ANSI approved. These standards are similar but not exactly the same. Many manufacturers have their head protection tested to meet both standards. These standards are divided into two types. Type 1 for top protection only. Type 2 for top and lateral protection. Hard hats are also divided into three industrial classes. Class A hard hats provide impact and penetration resistance along with limited voltage protection up to 2,200 volts. Class B hard hats provide the highest level of protection against electrical hazards with high voltage shock and burn protection up to 20,000 volts. They also provide protection from impact and penetration hazards by flying or falling objects. Class C hard hats provide lightweight comfort and impact protection but offer no protection from electrical hazards. Another class of protective headgear on the market is called a bump hat, designed for use in areas with low head clearance. Bump hats are recommended for areas where protection is needed from head bumps and lacerations. They are not designed to protect against falling or flying objects. Periodic cleaning and inspection will extend the useful life of protective headgear. A daily inspection of the hard hat shell, suspension system, and other accessories for holes, cracks, tears, or other damage that might compromise the protective value of the hat is essential. Paints, paint thinners, and some cleaning agents can weaken the shells of hard hats and may eliminate electrical resistance. Consult the helmet manufacturer for information on the effects of paint and cleaning materials on their hard hats. Never drill holes, paint, or apply labels to protective headgear, as doing so may reduce the integrity of the headgear's materials. Do not store protective headgear in direct sunlight, such as on a rear window shelf of a car, since it can be damaged by sunlight and extreme heat. Hard hats with any of the following defects should not be used and should be replaced. Perforation, cracking, or deformity on the brim or shell. Any indication of exposure of the brim or shell to heat, chemicals, or ultraviolet light and other radiation, in addition to a loss of surface gloss. Such signs include chalking or flaking. Always replace a hard hat if it sustains an impact, even if damage is not noticeable. It is not necessary to replace the entire hard hat if just the suspension system is damaged. Suspension systems are available as replacement parts if they are damaged or show excessive wear.
Some workers are more comfortable wearing their hard hats backwards. This still meets WorkSafe BC requirements if the hat suspension is also reversed. But if you can't reverse the suspension, you must not reverse the hard hat. Eye protection. Eye protection is one of the most important safety concerns of people on the job site. Eye hazards include splashes from liquids such as acids and caustics, sparks flying off of a grinder, dust kicked up by compressed air, flash from a welder working nearby, and exposure to laser pointer light. There are many types and styles of eye protection available. Some of the most common types include safety glasses, goggles, face shields, welding hammocks, and laser safety goggles. Safety glasses. These protective eyeglasses have safety frames constructed of metal or plastic and impact-resistant lenses. Side shields are available on some models. Wear specially designed and manufactured safety glasses to protect your eyes in activities such as working on any live electrical equipment, using cutting pliers to cut material, soldering or desoldering, using an electric hand drill, hammering, and working with tool steel. Goggles. Goggles are a type of tight-fitting eye protection that completely covers the eyes, eye sockets, and the facial area immediately surrounding the eyes. They provide protection from impact, dust, and splashes. Some goggles will fit over corrective lenses. Wear goggles to protect your eyes when doing activities such as drilling or chipping, hammering and working with steel, using a powder-actuated tool. Face shields. These transparent sheets of plastic extend from the eyebrows to below the chin and across the entire width of the head. Some are polarized for glare protection. Face shields protect against nuisance dust and potential splashes or sprays of hazardous liquids, but they will not provide adequate protection against impact hazards. Face shields used in combination with goggles or safety glasses will provide additional protection against impact hazards. Wear a face shield to protect your face in activities such as using a grinder, using a drill press, using compressed air for cleaning. Welding helmets. Constructed of vulcanized fiber or fiberglass and fitted with a filtered lens, welding helmets protect eyes from burns caused by infrared or intense radiant light. They also protect both the eyes and face from flying sparks, metal spatter, and slag chips produced during welding, brazing, soldering, and cutting operations. Filter lenses have a shade number appropriate to protect against the specific hazards of the work being performed and against harmful light radiation. Laser safety goggles. These specialty goggles protect against intense concentrations of light produced by lasers. The type of laser safety goggles a worker chooses will depend on the equipment and operating conditions in the workplace. Never assume that regular prescription glasses, sunglasses, or contact lenses can provide adequate eye protection. Dust particles, wood chips, sparks, or welding flash may still cause eye damage if eyes are not properly protected. Regardless of the job, whether grinding, chipping, drilling, or welding, always use adequate eye protection. Welding goggles or helmets are not acceptable for grinding. Choose a type or style of eye protection that will protect you in the job that you are doing. Example, goggles when chipping concrete, 
a welder's helmet when welding. Also, always use safety-approved eye protection. Improper or faulty protection devices can also be hazardous. Hearing protection. Noise on the job site can affect you in different ways. Being exposed to high noise levels and moderate noise levels over a long period of time can impair your ability to hear specific types of sounds. For example, the noise from diesel-powered vehicles, such as trucks, can permanently damage your hearing. High noise levels can affect your state of mind, making you easily annoyed, irritable, and mentally fatigued. You can decrease your ability to concentrate and stay alert. Hearing protection noise-reducing ratings, or NRR, are given in decibels, dB. If the noise level is 90 decibels and a worker is wearing expanded foam plugs rated at 29 dB, the actual noise exposure will be 90 minus 29 equals 71 decibels. When choosing hearing protection devices, you should choose a device that will reduce the noise exposure to a maximum of 85 decibels. There are four main points to remember when choosing hearing protection. Number one, choose a type or style of protection suitable to the job you are doing. Number two, earplugs should be pliable, fit each ear tightly, and be kept clean and free from damage. Number three, earmuffs make it easier to hear certain signals in noisy environments. Number four, headphones designed for listening to music do not offer suitable protection. Single-use earplugs. These earplugs are made from material like expandable PVC or urethane foam. They are self-forming, and when properly inserted, they work as well as most molded earplugs. Pre-molded reusable earplugs. Pre-molded earplugs are made from biocompatible silicon, plastic, or rubber, and are manufactured as either one size fits most, or in several sizes to fit small, medium, or large ear canals. Advantages of pre-molded plugs are that they are relatively inexpensive, reusable, washable, convenient to carry, and come in a variety of sizes. Custom-fitted hearing earplugs. Made from impressions taken of an individual's ear, custom-fitted earplugs completely fill the ear canal and match the ear shape of the wearer. Some custom-fitted plugs are designed to let the wearer hear conversations in noisy environments. Others have a communication speaker installed into them. Canal caps. Canal caps resemble earplugs on a flexible plastic or metal band. The earplug tips of the canal cap may be made of a formable or pre-molded material. These have the convenience of being easily removed and replaced as needed. Earmuffs. Earmuffs come in many models designed to fit most people, and some styles can be connected to a hard hat. They work by blocking out noise by completely covering the outer ear. To work properly, earmuffs must be perfectly sealed around the ears. Their effect may be reduced if glasses, facial hair, or long hair compromises the seal. Facial movements such as chewing may also affect the seal. Respiratory protection. Workers must be aware of any airborne hazards present on the job and must take the necessary precautions to protect the res respiratory system. Examples of hazards include airborne particles such as body filler, asbestos, or dust, as well as toxic gases or fumes. All of these are harmful if inhaled, but workers can protect themselves by wearing an approved respirator. 
If you are required to use a respirator, you will need the appropriate training to select, test, wear, and maintain this equipment. Always use the appropriate respirator for the hazard involved and the extent of nature of the work to be performed, which includes choosing the correct type of cartridge and filter. Respirators must be kept clean and sterilized according to the manufacturer's instructions. It is very important to check a respirator carefully for damage and proper fit. All respirators must be properly fitted to your face and the seal must be checked each time the respirator is used. There are three types of respirators commonly used for various atmosphere conditions in the workplace. These are airline or supplied air respirators, self-contained breathing apparatus, and air purifying respirators. Airline respirators. Airline or supplied air respirators have a mask or hood with a remote air supply available through a connected hose. This type of respirator is used when there is not enough oxygen or there are toxic gases or fumes in the air. Self-contained breathing apparatus or SCBA. An SCBA draws air from a compressed air cylinder which is strapped to the worker's back. This style of respirator is used when there is not enough oxygen on the worksite or there are toxic gases or fumes in the air. An SCBA has the added advantage of an independent air supply without any length of hose to be concerned with. This is the main reason why this type of respirator is more commonly used in rescue and emergency situations. Air purifying respirators. There are two common types of air purifying respirators. Dusk and mist masks, cartridge respirators. These type of respirators cannot be used in an oxygen deficient environment. The full face piece mask with a chemical canister can be used to protect against short exposure to dangerous gases or fumes, such as an emergency escape situation, as the cartridge in the respirator is able to neutralize the gases for a very short time only. Dust or mist masks. Dust masks are made of paper or soft, non-woven fiber and simply fit over the mouth and nose. These generally offer protection against nuisance dusts and fine mists only. Some models have a built-in exhaust valve for more comfort. Cartridge respirators. Cartridge respirators are commonly used in conditions where there are low concentrations of organic gases, pesticides, and paint vapors. These come in half-mask or full face piece designs, but of these designs are also made in one or two cartridge styles. Do not use these types of respirators to protect against highly toxic gases. Hand and skin protection. WorkSafe BC accident statistics indicate that over 30% of work injuries involve fingers, hands, and arms. Many of these accidents could be avoided by using appropriate hand protection as a trades worker, you are ultimately responsible for ensuring that you use the correct hand protection for each hazardous situation. Gloves. Gloves are manufactured from materials such as cotton, leather, rubber, metal, and other synthetics, and are tailored to meet every need for hand protection in every trade area. Leather or vinyl coated gloves should be used when handling lumber or steel. Gauntlet type welded Gloves should be used when welding or flame cutting. Special heat resistant gloves should be used when handling hot metal. Rubber or approved plastic treated gloves should be used when handling acids and cleaning solutions. Barrier creams. 
If you are exposed to chemicals that can strip oils from your skin, you are susceptible to developing dermatitis. Avoid this condition by using proper gloves along with a barrier cream if you notice your skin drying out. Foot protection. Your feet deserve as much consideration as your eyes, ears, or hands. Potential hazards to your feet include heavy objects falling on them, stepping on sharp objects, having hot sparks or slag fall inside your shoes. You must wear safety footwear appropriate to the job you are doing. For example, leather boots are required in the welding shop, where there are specific hazards from sparks and molten slag. Leather is not impervious to all chemicals and therefore is not a good choice when walking in wet concrete. In that case, rubber boots with steel toe and sole protectors would be better. Footwear should be inspected regularly and replaced if worn out. CSA Standards Due to the dangers listed above, you must wear safety footwear that is CSA approved. Look for the green triangle with a CSA logo. Fall Protection One subset of personal protective equipment includes the various types of fall protection systems and their components. This category is covered in detail in Learning Task 2, Describe Fall Protection Systems. General Care of PPE Remember that PPE is the last line of defense against personal injury, so using it properly and taking care of it are very important. Be sure to do all of the following. Regularly inspect it. Properly care for it. Use properly when it is needed. Never alter or modify it in any way.